because I know that like hardcore planning is not going to be the focus of this season and it shouldn't be. Um, so that was sort of what I had going into it. And I just shocked myself when like basically on his second day after he was born, I was like, I need my planner. <laughs> I have got so much in my brain. I just need to unload it so that when I'm snuggling my baby, all I'm having to think about is snuggling my baby. Hi, I'm Shelby. I'm Macaulay. And I'm Clary, and this is Make Space to Thrive. We're passionate about helping women craft intentional lifestyles that empower them to achieve their most life-giving goals. So grab your fifth cup of coffee and let's get into it. So in today's episode, we're going to be talking about something fun and a little different. We're going to be talking about planning while postpartum. And we decided to dive into this topic today because, as some of you know, two of our three team members actually just had babies back in April. And you might hear some of them on some of these episodes because they're here with us this week as we record. And fun fact, between us, we have nine kids under the age of six. And so we have a lot of experience with this concept of self-compassionate productivity as we balance mom life and having a business and all the other millions of things that we have on our plate. And so we really wanted to dive into this concept of self-compassionate productivity as applied to the postpartum period and even using your planner during the postpartum period, we wanted to just step in and do some removing of the shame and guilt that a lot of times postpartum mamas feel when they are not, quote, doing enough or getting back into the swing of things fast enough. And neurobiologists are finding that shame is actually an obstacle that blocks our creativity. So if we nurture this false guilt that we're not getting back into things fast enough, or we're not managing things as well as we expected ourselves to when baby was born, then we're actually nurturing the very shame that will keep us from the energy and perspective that we need to design creative solutions for our specific context. So let's dive into this conversation about being intentional in the postpartum season when you're trying to protect yourself and a baby from the hustle and grind culture that we live in. So you guys may know this if you've listened to some of our other episodes that Shelby and Macaulay have been developing this planner and using prototypes for several years um, and having babies during that time. But this was actually my first time um, with my third Stellan of using the planner during the postpartum period. And it was so interesting to me how it ended up playing out because as I was you know, preparing for having him and, you know, looking ahead to the postpartum season and just wanting it to be really slow and healing and a good time of just bonding both with our new baby, but then also just giving our other kiddos extra love since it's a big transition for the whole family. I had mentally just said, okay, I probably won't pick up my planner for at least a month, maybe two months. I'm not going to put pressure on myself um, because I know that like hardcore planning is not going to be the focus of this season and it shouldn't be. Um, so that was sort of what I had going into it. And I just shocked myself when like basically on his second day after he was born, 
I was like, I need my planner. <laughs> I've got so much in my brain. I just need to unload it so that when I'm snuggling my baby, all I'm having to think about is snuggling my baby. Um, just because, you know, as you mamas may know, you have so many just random appointments, you know, after you have a baby born. We had to go have his, you know, hearing tested and we have to schedule his first pediatrician appointment and then his second one because they happen so fast. And, you know, I had my postpartum appointments and trying to get to like the chiropractor or um, he had a tongue tie. So we had to take care of this. So just immediately, it felt like I had 10 appointments I had to plan and I was just trying to hold it all in my brain. And I was like, this is ridiculous. I need my planner. <laughs> so I immediately pulled my planner out. I wrote down all the appointments we needed to have over the next couple of weeks. I wrote down when they were scheduled. Um, it made it so easy so that I wasn't thinking about it. Um, but then when I had a quiet moment, when uh, my other boys were occupied or playing with their grandmother, I could say, hey, I can make that phone call real quick to, you know, to call our chiropractor and get that set up. And so it just really enabled me to actually rest more when I used the planner. Um, I thought not using the planner was going to help me rest, but it ended up being the opposite because it took away so much stress of having to remember all of these different things. So I wasn't time blocking. I wasn't using my target section. I was, you know, sometimes writing down gratitude or using it to write memories. Um, and then we've talked about this before, but it was so helpful because I could see my days in context. Um, I could see, oh my goodness, he didn't end up settling last night until two in the morning. And I would write that down on my planner the next morning so that if I was feeling particularly low or, I mean, you already need so much rest, but feeling like even, you know, more of a need to take a nap or to rest, I kind of knew why. And I could then track, okay, is my healing on pace? I'm just really tired because he was up last night. Or are there things that I need to be concerned with? Maybe speak to my doctor about all of that because I had a context because I was writing it down in my planner. And then eventually I was using it to write down when people were bringing us meals so that I knew, okay, I need to pull a freezer meal out this day, but I don't need to that day because so-and-so is bringing us food. I mean, all of these just random things, but instead of it being scattered and me spending time, you know, walking around the house looking for papers when I should not be walking that much, I just had my planner right there and I could say, honey, can you bring me my planner? And it was all right there um, as we got ready for pediatrician appointments and of trying to, I used to like write a note on my phone and then try to remember to remember to pull it up when I was with my pediatrician. I would literally go, his pediatrician appointment is Thursday. I'm going to go to my Thursday day page, write down any questions that come up, and then I have it with me as soon as I, you know, need to ask that question and would use the blank space that way. Um, so that was the way I used it for the first couple of weeks. Again, so, so low key, so free from pressure, but it was so immensely helpful. And then once I was ready, when he was probably about six weeks old or um, closer to two months, I began, um, if you've listened to our episode on our four rules of planning, I essentially started working through the four rules again. You know, our family had gone through this huge transition of adding a baby. Um, you know, my right before our newest one came, my oldest stopped napping. So we sort of had this double transition going on. So being able to, you know, apply the first rule of writing down how my days were actually going helped me to see, okay, what is working? What is not? Okay, what is the first thing I want to address? What is one simple change I can make? And so I was using it more and more um, just recently. I mean, he's three months old now. One of my biggest goals for the season is to start using my victories box because I realized that I was I was having
having kind of a repeated negative perspective on the days because they were, you know, have been hard, harder lately. And I said, I'm going to start using my victories box. That's going to be my biggest goal is to use it every day so that I can recognize the things that are working well and honor those and not just get caught up in the things that I want changed. And even just that small change has been so instrumental in how I am feeling about the days. And it's helping me to have a more removed perspective and to evaluate things actually appropriately. And so um, <laughs> it has oh. been, it is just like I said, it really took me by surprise how quickly I just gravitated right back to my planner. Um, Shelby McCauley will say all the time that it's a hub for their brains and I am getting it again and again. I'm like, yes, because I can write it down and I only have to think about it when I pull out my planner and it's the time to think about it. And when it's the time to snuggle the baby, then I can just snuggle the baby. (laughs) Yeah, we always call it our external brain or our hub for our brain because it's just there when we need it, but we don't have to worry about any of the details because they're all inside of it. So if you know me, you know that I call myself a crazy baby lady because I have had quite a few postpartums and I plan to have a few more. (laughs) I adore babies, but I know that our bodies need a lot of rest postpartum and it's a core value of mine to rest during this time so that your body can heal. And I just think it's very, very important when we are um, expecting a baby to prepare for our postpartum period. And this planner has been instrumental for that, specifically preparing for maternity leave. Now, I know if you have your own business or you feel like you're completely running shit by yourself, it gets overwhelming at the idea of taking four weeks off or even six weeks off or however long your body needs. But let me tell you, that is absolutely necessary for a good healing postpartum. And you can trust that the Lord has a plan for all of your business ventures and all of the details and that He has completely and sovereignly put you in this season of your life for a reason. Yeah, I have experience with just rolling over the postpartum period, actually with both of my babies, with just uh, definitely a mindset of, okay, I think I should be able to walk in about five days, and then that's when I'm going to start doing this, that, and the other. I actually started working a full-time job when my oldest was four days old, and it just grew from there uh, to even 12-hour days when she was just a few months old, and I, I didn't really Really give myself that space. And now I had deadlines. I had work that needed to be done. And I definitely needed to keep that in view when I was looking at my postpartum period. But I just didn't even have that mindset of rest and recovery that I should have. And if I had that mindset, then I would have been able to push the shame out of the way that said, okay, I'm able to walk. I better, I better get in the swing of everything so I can keep all the things together. I would have been able to instead have that creative flow that said, okay, so I've got this deadline and I know I need rest. How do I bring these things together? Right. And when you actually think of it from that perspective, from a perspective of valuing the healing and recognizing that it's basically a non-negotiable to take that time, you're able to set very clear boundaries for the outer influences and they can know what to expect from you. Because if you don't take that time, that time will come out later, um, whether it is years in the future or 
even within that same year, postpartum depletions are a real thing. And it's a lot nicer to be able to be intentional about when you take that rest versus having that rest foist itself upon you at the most inopportune times. Yeah, exactly. So as a team, both Clary and I put our heads together before the babies were born and put a lot of good boundaries around our postpartum period because we have very similar views and values over that rest that our body needs. And it's really um, simple to be able to do this if you use those four planning tips that we had talked about even before when you're expecting. And we cover the four rules of planning in our first two episodes, and we'll link the information in our show notes. Now, don't forget that you have a village and it takes a village to be able to have a good restful period. So get your husband on board and let him know what the things that you're expecting for your postpartum period or you're hoping to be able to um, achieve and prep that food and just take it really, really slow. I just want to very much exaggerate how important it is to... Um, take this time for both your body and your baby to connect. They're only this little for so long. So some ways that I actually used our planner, which shocked me, like Clary said, I was not expecting, yes, I've had my planner in the past, but I wasn't expecting how often I would use it now that I've really gotten into great rhythm of using it. Once my little girl Nancy was born, basically the day after, all of those details of her birth were so fresh in my mind and I was just bursting with joy and excitement. I always get a postpartum high where I can't contain myself and I'm basically just smiling ear to ear. Thanks partially to hormones and also recognizing what a gift the baby is, but I was just bursting with details. And so I sat down with my planner and used my annual and the past two months worth of spreads. I wrote down basically the entire um, happenings that happened up until she was born because I was in labor or pre-labor for about a week. Oh, Stellan has a story to tell as well. I was in pre-labor for about a week before she was born. And so I was able to write down all of those details and all of my feelings and print some photos of the different moments that happened right before baby. And then also I was able to really expound upon my birth story. And so I have that as a keepsake inside of my 2021 annual. And it's just something that is a timeless piece that I'll have forever. I also was able, like Clary said, to brain dump all the medical details and the postpartum supplements that I was taking, the different questions I wanted to ask my midwives. I was pumping a lot at the time, so there was perfect space to write down how many ounces I had, whether or not I needed to cut back on pumping schedule, on my pumping schedule to help me not overproduce, and being able to see all of that in context, because when you're steering blind during this season, sometimes you can throw a kink in your milk production because you aren't really being able to tell what exactly is going on without seeing it. But if you just have, like we said, this hub for your brain or even just a notebook to write some of these things down, it is insane how much it helps clear your mind and really help you be present and help you do the more important things like transitioning your little kids to the new baby or spending some of that time during paternity leave with your husband. I really loved being able to make grocery lists on the perforated edges and tear them off just to send my husband to the store. It just made it so simple because the plan was already beside me. So I just wrote down what was on my brain, whether it be, you know, pumping bags or just some craving that I had and tore it off and handed it to him. It just seemed like it took the think work out of things and made everything flow very seamlessly. 
Another cool tip that I learned from a friend of mine who uses the planner was during about six weeks postpartum, she started tracking all of her baby's natural rhythms when he would like to nurse, how long he nursed for, when he napped and how long that was, all these different details she just constantly put and filled up inside of her planner so that when the time came and she was ready ready to introduce a rhythm to her family, it came almost seamlessly and nobody felt like there was this huge lumpy uh, transition that just threw everybody off. Instead, she built her rhythm around what she already knew to happen and was able to shuffle very gently the different details that needed to change, making this adjustment feel just very intuitive and life-giving and peaceful. Another one of our friends used the planner in a very inspiring way. She had twins in the year of 2020, and one of them had to have a small hospital stay, so they weren't able to stay together because of COVID. So she would go and visit one baby in the hospital, and she would write dear prayers down for this baby, as well as different details um, concerning the questions she had for the doctors and the different details of the progress that this baby was making inside of the hospital, while also having a place for the details of the other baby while he is at home. And she said that this just gave her so much peace to be able to jot down all of the prayers the Lord was laying on her heart at the same time as having all of that information at hand where she didn't feel scattered in any way. And she just talked about how much peace that really did give her. And we also have an author who uses our planner who has talked a lot about how it's actually been such a relief to her, the planner being as flexible as it is. She's had quite a journey with her hormones and pregnancy and a job transition right in the middle of COVID and writing two books, lots of things going on. And she has really appreciated that the planner is not forcing a very specific productivity approach onto her, but instead it lays there quietly and ready for her for whenever she is ready to pick it up and use it to make progress on a project or to figure some things out in her home. It's just always there waiting for her, which is really due to the fact that it is an, it's an evergreen product. We call it an evergreen planner, but it's because it, since it is not dated, it's there and available for you for whatever week that you're ready to open it up, whatever day you're ready to open it up and make progress on your project. So that's also a really neat feature of how the planner can support you in your pregnancy or postpartum season. Yeah, I would just say that planning in the postpartum season, or rather using this planner in the postpartum season, has been just such another example to me of how versatile this planner is, like Shelby was saying. Um, before I had Stellan, I was obviously working for Evergreen, but then I also was working on the side, doing some executive assistant work. So had several gigs going, used the planner to manage it all. And then after I had him, some of those other gigs, um, you know, wound down and I used it in an entirely different but equally effective way. And that has just been so amazing to have a tool that really can fluctuate and change with every season that you're in without making you feel pressure to be in a season that you're not. Um, Because the truth is that in any season of huge transition, and especially in a postpartum season, you need a tool that honors where you're at, the season that you're in, while also helping you to take care of the real responsibilities that you have, whether that's going back to work, whether that's gearing up to work from home again, or even just 
you know, caring and snuggling for your new baby. You have to have the tools at hand to make that transition effective. Um, and that's why, you know, planning in the postpartum time is such a unique time, but it can be such a sweet time when you have those right tools in hand. Okay, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have any pregnant mamas, share it with them. We'd love that. Um, if you want to check out more about our planner, you can find us at evergreenplanner.com. We're also active on Instagram at evergreenplanner planner.